bullshit. You are now listening to the Inner Circle Podcast Network. Get them titties out. Get them kitties out. I get them cooters out. Breaking the rules already. Get them pooters out. <laughs> we haven't even done the intro song. Shit happens when you party naked. Shit happens when you party naked. Get them titties out. Get them kitties out. Get them cooters out. Get them pooters out. Shit happens when you party. Naked. What's good, everybody? Welcome to Shit Happens When You Party Naked, motherfuckers. My name is Jason Almy. I am the host of this bitch. I am king shit of Fuck Mountain. Why would you fuck with me? It's official. I am king shit of Fuck Mountain. If you didn't hear the most recent episode of Creatures of the Night, for my birthday, I was made a lord <laughs> of five square feet of uh, land in England, by one Riley Trudell. The certificate is on its way, and I will be posting on social media for all of you to see that I am indeed, and in fact, Lord Jason Almy King Shit of Fuck Mountain. Uh, joining me today is Queen Shit of Fuck Mountain, uh, now officially a lady, Lady Christina Almy. How are you doing, baby? I'm good. How are you? I am very well. Are you uh, proud that you married me now that you've been made an official lady? Very, it's official. You very. can. I was waiting for this moment. Yeah. You can put it on your passport now. I'm pretty sure when we get our licenses renewed, they're going to have to put if Lady Christina Elmy. Yeah. If and when. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, it's it's there. It's Are you really getting a start? Uh, that would actually be pretty cool if. Yeah, no. Riley, Riley already, he sent me a, a screen Riley. cap. Yeah. Riley sent me a screen cap. That was my birthday gift. Uh, this year, who knew that it was so easy to become a lord? Uh, it's thrilling, but then on the other hand, it's also a little bit like, well, if it's that easy, anybody can become a lord, you know? Yeah, it kind of diminishes the significance a little bit. Yeah, it makes it harder for me to look down my nose at the little people, the peons, the um, serfs. That well, then, good. Me. Maybe this was a good act then. What do you mean? That it's now more difficult for you to... I mean, I'll still find a way <laughs> to look down my nose snobbishly. Try harder, Riley. The peasants that surround me. I'm surrounded by peasants. peasants. My gosh. But uh, not you and Evelyn. So I've, I've, uh, I've made you guys royalty by way of, of knowing me. And that's how amazing I am. They're semen. Yeah, by way of my jizz. It's royal jizz, okay? It's... Mm-hmm. Royal, royal semen, and it has made you a lady of the mm-hmm. land, queen shit of fuck mountain. So the five square foot plot of land in um, in England is um, fuck mountain officially, and we can go visit it apparently too. Apparently, we can get on a plane if we really felt like it, and we could fly over there and take a look at this five square. It's probably about the size of this table, actually. This How much kinda- did he have to pay for this? <laughs> I'm not sure, uh, but I, I did the whole inner circle like 
pull some money. I together don't think so. No, I think dollar. no. I think this was just Riley. <laughs> I think I think Riley managed to find five dollars, maybe. You know, like when you when you try on like a coat, it you know it's winter's starting again. You haven't worn a coat in some months, but then you put the coat on for the first time in, in since last winter, and you reach in the pockets or whatever, and you like find a bill. That's like one of the best feelings ever, right? Sure. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. And he was like, "Oh, five bucks. I'll make Jason a king. Should have fucked man. I'll make him a, a legitimate lord." Mm. And I guess the UK is just hurting that badly for dough that they're like, "Well, anybody can be a fucking lord." Just Give us some money, please. Wow. That's crazy. Fucking crazy. That made me think of um, finding the money in the pocket uh, when I was a server Mm. back in the day and also drinking. And I used to go (laughs) shopping a lot. And good combo. This is a great combo. Yeah. and um, It's like the perfect storm. Yeah, and there was a pair of hands. And um, the next time I wore them, man, it was a while Maybe it was like maybe it was like a summer pair of shorts or something. Yeah. And then I wore them again. There was literally a, like s- several hundred dollar bills. What? Yeah, it was a couple hundred bucks that I what? just didn't even remember. Holy shit! I no. expected you to say twenty bucks at no. most. No. You found a fucking wad of hundreds, basically. It was a couple. Like, okay, it was like so two. two it was probably like two hundred bucks, two hundred dollar, two one hundred dollar bills, and then it was like some additional bills. Easy come, easy go, huh, yeah. Lady Christina Elmy? Yeah. God, you work in all cash when you're a server. How do you peasants feel listening to this? My wife forgets about several hundred dollars in cash that she just tucked into a pocket. That's how wealthy we lords are. It's too bad you were born a peasant, you <laughs> listener. I'm sure. Maybe in the next life, if you believe in that sort of thing, if you're a Hindu, God knows there's a billion of those peasants in India who are Hindus. Maybe next life, if you've been good this one, maybe you'll be born a lord of a classy five-foot plot of land in England that you can name Fuck Mountain. One can only hope. I was going to ask you what the most money you've ever found in a pocket unexpectedly was, but you kind of answered that question before I had the opportunity to ask. And that would be my answer. Yeah, that's um, that's pretty good. I was going to say, I think the most I've ever found is 20 bucks. I think I found a $20 bill one time. Which is so exciting. It's so exciting. If I find a dollar, I'm excited. Yeah. I don't I understand why, but it's like, oh, a dollar. It's like, the fuck am I going to do with a dollar? You know well, what I mean? it's money not, you didn't know you had, so it's always nice. Yeah, it is. Well, it's, must be really nice when it's like 200 bucks you reach in. It was really fucking nice to find that. I was like, wow. 20 bucks is like, all right, I mostly filled up a gas tank. A dollar is like, what am I going to do with this? I can't even snort cocaine with this because I'm going to look like a cheapskate. I can't. You got to snort cocaine with a hundred. Everybody, if you're listening, don't snort cocaine with a $1 bill. You're going to look like a fucking uh, Dollar Tree drug addict over here. At least try to look like you're worth something when you're Tooting up all that blow. So a one dollar makes sense. One dollar bill, maybe you could put it in like a vending machine and get like a Diet Coke. You donate it to a homeless person. You could. You could donate it to a homeless person and they would use it to buy Mr. Boston's. Yeah, you could do that. The Santa Claus guy ringing the bell out in front of the. Mm -hmm. I'm not looking forward to that again. A lot of things you can do with a dollar. I don't, I'm, I'm still struggling besides the vending machine. Or simply giving it away, I could throw it out my window while I'm driving down the road. You could do that too. You can make somebody else's day. 
oh, yeah, I could go to Goodwill and I could hide the dollar bill in one of the pairs of pants there. And then someone buys it, takes it home. And when they're putting it on, they reach in like, holy shit, a dollar. Yeah, that's true as well. Well, that's the kind of magnanimous attitude that I should I should take as a lord. I mean, that's I should help these small, pitiful, miserable people that are beneath me in life, right? I should yeah. try to help them out. Wouldn't it be funny if you did that and then, because I go to Goodwill, mm. and then I found the dollar. Yeah, that would be God's way of telling us not to donate to poor people, that he made them poor for a reason. And that they're beneath us, and we should not give them our money. Because the money came back to us? Yes. Yeah, that's the divine- I think that makes sense. Fate telling us- So fuck them. Keep your money, bruh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck them. They're there for a reason. They're there for a reason. Wait a minute. You just said on the podcast you shop at Goodwill. We're not supposed to tell them that. <laughs> We're not the people of Walmart, everybody. Even though I was at a Walmart today. And it was our first. It was the first place Evelyn went outside the house. Was, was that the first place we ever took her was Walmart? Oh, I feel so classy. It feels so classy. And where should we take our daughter today? Let's not go to a park. Let's not try to enjoy the outdoors. Well, she was a baby, newborn. Yeah, she was You're pretty not young. not going to take her many places. Well, she's not going to remember any of that either. It's not no. like she's going to we remember. We were hung up in the house and we needed stuff. feels like it's been a long quarantine. We well, had that was that, before quarantine. I know, but that's why I'm saying we had that long period of time with an infant where it was really yeah. kind of difficult to go places and do things. Yeah. Then so as she scared. starts getting older, the COVID hits and now we're quarantined again. And it's like, I feel like I haven't left the house for 13 months. That's true. Some powerful yawns coming out from over there. <laughs> The caffeine has not been flowing for a, quite a while. No, because we actually want you to sleep tonight. And I, honestly, this is this is all just a, a great big experiment for anyone listening. You know, shit happens when you party naked. It's a very experimental podcast. We do crazy things. We try whatever comes to mind. Um, tonight, we're trying to record in the evening with my wife at 7.30 p.m. And that's like pretty near her bedtime. <laughs> I at least get really tired. You do. You do. I appreciate your, I appreciate, you know, your commitment to solid. We did pinky swear. I don't know about you, but I think a pinky swear is a very sacred Well, I'm recording. Agreement. You, yeah, you are. Clearly you agree with me that a pinky swear is a, it's a very, I take them very seriously. It's the only thing in life I take seriously, but I take them very seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you blow snot on the microphone. Yeah. Oh, gross. Gross, 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 gross. What else has been going on in your life? We've we've started enjoying a new reality TV show. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about it. I forgot. You know, one of the the really sad things about not having you on Shit Happens When You Party Naked as regularly as as we used to when you were like like the co-host is that... I almost never get to talk about trash in reality <laughs> TV. And You're welcome. Yeah. It's wonderful having you back because now I can I can talk about about your secret love. My secret, my not so secret. I'm I'm very open on the social media about my love for The Bachelor specifically. That was um previously my go-to 
reality show, especially Bachelor in Paradise, was just one of my favorites. It was just the right amount of sleaze, trashiness, get these people drunk, I miss that throw one. them together in a confined space, see what and happens. So therefore, we found a or not we we you can take I, credit for this one. You I found, found this one. A great follow up to Bachelor in Paradise. Let me tell you guys, the my med- wife the, was it the deck. Below deck, below deck in Mediterranean. the Mediterranean. Oh, just Mediterranean. So my wife is a bloodhound for trashy reality TV. <laughs> and I wish I had known this before I got together with her because I never would have fucking believed it. She's got two master's degrees. It's just one. Whatever. It's one with two. It's it's a master's degree in two things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. One times two is two, right? <laughs> I don't look. I'm I'm not claiming to be a mathematician. I don't know what I'm talking about one, most of the time. I have one piece of paper. Okay, you have one piece of paper. They they decided to save paper that day. <laughs> like we can't print her two degrees. It's gonna it go to her head. Program. Ha! We taught them. You're a fucking lady now. Huh? You're a goddamn well, then lady. I should have two. Like I should have two, you like, should. two degrees. I, you know what? I have a good mind to get in touch with JMU and tell them, look, my wife is the lady and not like, <laughs> not the, um, what's his name? I can't believe I can't remember this fucking guy's name right now. This fucking guy. Hold on. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. Tom Jones. Not in the chat. Not in the. Yeah, not in the Tom Jones sense. Not in the Tom Jones kind of sense that she's a lady. But you're a lady in the very regal sense, in the official. I think you've got style and grace. Obviously. I think obviously you have style and grace. I mean, I burped on the intro song. You did. You you didn't even wait for the show to be open before belching into the mic. Because I thought it would sound better. Yeah. If I burp during the music. Get them titties out, you might as well burp, right? We're already pulling out our cooters and shit. You might as well burp. I thought it would be a teaser, like, oh, that sounds like Christina. Yeah, get them, get them peaked, peak their interests. So, yeah, I do have a feeling that we, we should get in touch with JMU and let them know that you are an officially a lady and that they should issue you a second piece of paper. But I said all that to say <laughs> that my wife has a dual master's degree you got one and a half. Can we just split the difference? You can say one. You say one, I say two. Let's just split the difference. It's one and a half master's degrees. She got one and a half master's degree. She got one nice piece of paper. The other one is like a post-it that we just slap on the wall right next to the first one. But look, it's one and a half master's degrees. And what blows my mind is that she's so well-educated. She I have two thesis. undergrad degrees. You've got two undergrad degrees. She is a very well-educated lady. And... Uh, she watches the most trashy, shit-tastic, low-brow, peasant reality TV, and I could not fucking believe it. it. I know. I was just too good. But you know what it is? This might be crazy, but it's like part of it, and I know I'm sure they're a little bit scripted also, Oh yeah, they cook them a little bit. Yeah, they do. But like when I'm watching TV shows and even even movies, I sometimes just can't avoid thinking that they're just reading scripts. So mm. it's like, you know, so you, undeniably fake. Yeah. So when you're watching like a Marvel movie and Iron Man and you just you can't get out of your head like that's Robert Downey Jr. He's not really Tony Stark. He doesn't really have billions of dollars, although I mean I don't uh, have he's doing those good. thoughts. I just literally think He's just an actor yeah. 
saying these words and that they're in these make-believe pretend scenarios and Mm -hmm. they're all you know there's a giant purple guy who can snap his fingers to kill people yeah Yeah, it's a so then versus reality tv it's Again, I understand it's, it, you know, they added it and, and, you know, they make it a little bit more fantastic, quote unquote, than it it is. And I'm sure there's a lot of scenes they cut out because it's boring as fuck, but it's not like scripted like that. Yeah. No, I mean, so I get what you're saying. I, I, I understand. Yeah. Because you never know what might happen. Uh, and it's kind of this open thing. It's not scripted. They're not going to follow this like storyboarded because you know that's mm-hmm. how they do the movies. They plot everything mm-hmm. out. They know mm-hmm. where they're going. Mm-hmm. So, and even certain movies, especially MCU, they do follow this almost predictable trajectory. Oftentimes, you know the the bad guy's going to lose in the end somehow. The good guy's yeah. going to win. Most of the people are going to live, although one or two might sacrifice themselves or whatever. Maybe if it's a big Avengers game, end game movie or whatever, more more folks might die. But you know, you watch an Iron Man, you know, all right, right. fucking Tony Stark's going right. to be alive at the end and he's going to rescue right. Pepper Potts. I um, get it. Unlike the show we were just watching, um, I would have sincerely thought the girl would have been like, okay, fuck my boyfriend. I'm going to have sex with him, but it didn't. So it was mm-hmm. very like, wow, I'm so surprised. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. And it was almost a little less interesting because at the beginning of the show, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to call it like it is. It's a little less interesting because at the beginning of the show, he's into her. She's like, no, 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 I have a boyfriend. And uh, you kind of expect him to sort of like, yeah, I'm going to work on her a little bit and fucking boyfriend is on the other side of the world and fucking merry old England and you're here in the Mediterranean. His son's out. My guns are out. Yeah, you're on camera. There's fucking alcohol flowing everywhere. I thought for sure she was going to get drunk and at least make out with him. Maybe touch his penis through his jeans a little bit and then feel like super guilty the next day. Like, oh, you know, that would have made excellent television, but they didn't go there. So you can tell it's not scripted because they didn't do the fucking smart thing. They didn't do the predictable thing. No, they didn't do the predictable thing. And really it was not always interesting. I don't know, man. I think it would have been more interesting than her being like, no, I have a boyfriend and him be like, oh, okay, darn. It was still drama. And then two episodes later, no, I still have a boyfriend. Oh, okay. Was, well, your boyfriend's a was, pussy. There was plenty of drama. There was, but it, we had to rely on other people to give us that drama, which was, <laughs> look, I'm just saying- in, in We in, see who likes it a little bit more. I think we do. We, I'm still not, look- I, when we first got together and I first found out you really, really like reality television, I was like, who the fuck are you? I was like, oh my God, who am I dating? What just happened to me? And then I realized maybe I'm not too good for reality TV in all cases. Because there are a few that I really like, Bachelor in Paradise and now Below Deck Mediterranean. Um just the right amount of trash, people getting wasted and, and behaving like complete imbeciles and assholes. It's perfect. It's beautiful. I recommend everybody. It's on Bravo. Go check it out. Uh, they totally sponsored this episode. So mm-hmm. um, I, I will say in favor, though, of like fiction, Hamlet is fucking fiction. I mean, Shakespeare gets a lot of credit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's mm-hmm. they're fictional works, but it's still considered like important literature. So- mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'm just going to throw that out there in favor of the fictional works, you know. I mean, they do kind of follow these sort of tropes and, and these defined uh, plot beats and stuff. But, you know, I mean, and Hamlet's been been around for... I'm not saying there's not 
art and, you know, amazing pieces of work and stuff. I was just saying when I'm watching, it's sometimes hard for me to ignore that fact. Okay. You know, I think it's probably because, I mean, I, I mean, my, my imagination side is probably my, is my weaker side. My science brain is my much heavier side. So, you know what I mean? So sometimes it's hard to turn that literal. I get you. Real side. They call that, um, suspension of disbelief. I don't know if you've ever heard that. I think you've meant, you've, you've mentioned that. That's like the technical term for like when you're watching a, um, a movie or TV show and obviously fake things are happening. There's dragons or there's magic like Harry Potter, or you're seeing an actor that you recognize from multiple different roles, but you're seeing him in a a different role or a new role. And you're still believing that he's that person and you're not identifying him with the previous or her with the previous roles that they've played. But that leads to people being typecast. Like, you know, you play Thor too many times and everyone's like, Oh yeah, it's fucking Thor. Mm-hmm. Rocky or Rambo or whatever. I mean, Stallone didn't really get typecast too bad, but it's like you I feel like you got to interweave other movies. Like I think Thor's done that. He's gotten yeah. in a couple other movies. I think that's why a lot of the the MCU actors specifically, like they when they started, people had heard of Robert Downey Jr., but he was kind of he wasn't he was kind of having a like a couple of years where he wasn't doing so good he wasn't making so many movies that type of thing coming off a rocky rocky stint for a little bit and then uh chris evans uh, chris hemsworth um people hadn't heard of all these folks that um got cast but now they're huge but then they're also like i gotta fucking balance because i don't want to fucking play spider-man for 12 and a half years and now everybody knows me as spider-man peace so yeah, it's true. So, uh, shit happens when you party naked. Officially recommends below deck Mediterranean for your trashy reality TV. If you need some trashy reality TV because Bachelor didn't come back, fuck it. No, but they're um, they have decided on the next Bachelor at, and it's not the white girl; it's a black girl now. I thought they were doing the white girl, Claire. No, apparently Claire met somebody and fell in love. Maybe it was with one of the oh lord. The dudes who maybe Claire was on wait. the show. Nope. And so she the clock declined. was ticking. And um, then it's one of the girls who was at The Bachelor in Paradise. Okay. I forget who she was paired up with, but then didn't didn't leave with. Okay, so this is um and I think it's October maybe. This is for Adam. Cause Adam is into um The Bachelor as well, which is good. It's, it's, uh, yeah. Tasha, yeah, Tasha. Okay, I remember Tasha. All right, uh, that's but cool. They're saying May. So the last time when I was reading about it, they hadn't um, spoken publicly and confirmed that she was it. Okay. All right. Well, that's fun. That's yeah. good times. So there's that. There's that. I wish we'd already watched Cuties. We could talk about that a little bit. And we could talk about how we feel about that, but we haven't seen it yet. We I don't even remember Cuties. That's the one, the Netflix one that everyone's getting all oh, the kids up in show. arms about. Yeah, because it's or like whatever. 11-year-old girls slapping their pussies and shit, which is really... It's even awful to say it like that. I don't even like saying it. That tasted terrible coming out of my mouth, but... You should bleep, um, bleep the P word when you... I should bleep pussies? When you say it after 11-year-old, yeah. Yeah, so like pussies all right, but if you say 11-year-old... You shouldn't, say you shouldn't say that. See how weird people get about that shit, though? 
I'm I'm with you because it just is gross. It feels gross. It just ugh, you know. Like I heard about it. I haven't watched it yet. I want to give it like a fair shake. I guess, you know. I I assume it's going to be bad. I guess it's just more. Do you want to do you want to sit through it and see why everybody's having an issue with it? Yeah, but I I think a lot of folks were having an issue with it based just on the because there was a, a huge fervor about it even before it came out. So um, the poster was released like a month before. The, it's like the promo image that Netflix released. So this is the movie. It's a French film, um, but this is the the promotional. I guess this is the French poster, but this is the promotional poster that they're using um, for Netflix. And and even before, like a month before the movie came out, this was getting people upset because honestly, like that looks kind of fucked up. I'll be honest with you. Like mm-hmm. I don't know that I would want to watch this movie. Like I wouldn't buy a ticket to this. People would think. Even if it was like high art and it, I don't know, man, people would think what the fuck is wrong with me that I'm buying a ticket to this. So people really objected just to this image before Mm -hmm. they even knew what was going on with the movie. But it does look like, I mean, I don't know. It's like, um, how many television shows have we watched? Like One Tree Hill, uh, the first couple of seasons of Beverly Hills 90210, where there are teenage protagonists we're watching underage people. They're 16, they're 17, whatever, but they're also sexually active in the show. And it's okay. Like I watched that and I'm, I didn't have, I watched one tree hill as an adult. I don't want to sound gay or nothing. Actually, I don't care. I watched one tree hill. I watched every episode on Netflix when I first got Netflix back in the day. It's a good fucking show. Kiss my ass. If you don't agree, if you, if you haven't seen one tree hill, you need to go watch One Tree Hill. The first four seasons, holy shit, are so fucking good. It's some great television. But it's about high school kids, and they're fucking each other. And that doesn't really bother anybody. Nobody gets upset because 16-year-olds are fucking other 16-year-olds in One Tree Hill. But it's like you start taking away a few years, mm-hmm. and then you get this, cuties. And it's like this is just – that's gross. Mm-hmm. I feel like you can't even look at the, the computer screen right now. Well, I mean, I, I did. You did, but I, I feel like you're not liking it. And I don't blame you. It's it's weird, right? It's yeah. like, it seems a little bit too... And it just makes you think of, too, like, makes me think of when they're actually filming it. Like, that just would feel so awkward yeah. to be there filming that and yeah. giving them tips and, you know, just... But then I, I also saw, like, something comparing it to, like, cheerleaders yeah. of kids that age. And then also... But is that weird, too? Um... I honestly, I haven't seen cheerleaders that age. I guess, you know, depends on also their outfits. You know, there's just a lot of sensitivities of young girls dressing too maturely and too promiscuous. It's the the over-sexualization of of young people, typically females, who are, they're too young for that level of- So if I would see any of that with any kid, I I would like just not agree with But it's like they made a cheerleading movie. What was the name of that cheerleading movie? From back in the day, it had what's her face in it. God damn, I can't remember anything right now. I should have had some caffeine. What was that cheerleading movie? Um, must have been Bring It On. Maybe it was Bring It On. I don't know. It had what's her face in it. Oh shit! I can't wait to edit this episode since I am. I feel retarded. All right. So yeah, Kirsten Dunst. That's the fucking name I was trying to remember. Okay. So this movie came out 20 years ago. You can't get mad at me for not remembering the name of a movie that came out fucking 20 years ago, okay? I never even saw this film. But this is a a movie about cheerleading. Obviously, they're 
cheerleaders are wearing cheerleading outfits. They got the shorter skirts, so you get a lot of leg. They got bare midriff. This is okay, though, right? Because these are actresses who are probably 19, 20 at the time who are playing 16, 17. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This didn't, people didn't get upset about this, but. I, I'm with you that if you see an 11-year-old doing cheerleading shit like this too, bare midriff legs exposed, you're just like, why at 11? Like, why? I'm okay with, definitely I'm cool with college cheerleading. These are adults. Let them fucking go do their thing. But when you're 10, 11 years old, that's the parent saying, I put you in cheerleading. The, the kid might have said, I want to do yeah, cheerleading. The kid might want to do it. But the parent has to facilitate that. I got you the outfit. I put you in. I don't know. I mean, know, the, just... the same thing could go with maybe dancing. I mean, it's all like there's a fine line. I think that's what it is. There's a yeah. fine line. I'm not opposed to young girls doing cheering as long as they're not put in outfits that are inappropriate and they're yeah. not doing moves that are inappropriate for their age. Yeah. So it's okay. all depends on how they, you know. So you can do the splits line. and stuff, but they they really shouldn't be in like that cuties poster we just looked at. Yeah, that's where they were in these weird positions. Yeah, it's just that's not appropriate for an no. eleven year old. Yeah, no. so that's what people are all upset about. But I'm not upset about it because I haven't seen the movie yet. Uh, but everybody's fucking pissed off about that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a pretty big like pop cultural thing when my wife's even heard of it, but without me having to tell her about it. What'd you say? You were like, you heard of that? Uh, yeah. You know that movie? What's that movie? I'm like, I don't know. The one with the kids. Everyone's pissed off about it. Oh, yeah, cuties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot where I read about it. Maybe on Facebook. Yeah, Facebook seems like the type of place where people are going to go to express that, that kind of outrage. Like, I can't believe I canceled my Netflix. I actually know a couple of people who canceled their Netflix memberships and cited that movie as one of the reasons why. They're like, I'm out. I can't, I can't give you money anymore, Netflix. How do you feel that strongly about it? Do it. I'm afraid that this is the type of situation too where people who I think the movie's gonna get a lot of views and maybe enjoy some popularity just because people are curious. Like you and me. Like uh, we've already decided that we'll watch at least the first little bit until it completely repulses us so that we can say it was either as bad as people said or it's like Faces of Death. Have you ever heard of Faces of Death? It's like those movies. There's whole subreddits dedicated to people dying on camera and getting blown up and shot and electrocuted and all sort of nasty stuff. And it's like you don't want to see that, but sometimes you can't really look away. Or, or somebody's like, oh, this is extremely graphic. Don't look. You're like, well, I got to look now. Mm-hmm. And you look. I think it's almost that thing with cuties. Like maybe – as as offensive as that poster was, like maybe Netflix did that shit on purpose because they're like, we're gonna fucking drum up some, we're gonna drum they up some controversy. Knew what they were doing. Yeah, and people will fucking watch you know this how shit. Sensitive, everybody is right now. Yeah, everybody's super sensitive. Yeah, but I mean, I think people are sensitive about some things that they weren't sensitive about before. Like, I didn't think about misgendering somebody in the 90s. I wasn't worried that I was going to misgender somebody. Like, it happens every now and again. It's Pat. You know, that was a big thing in the 90s. And the whole joke was you couldn't really tell if Pat was male or female, so you didn't really know. That would be the worst thing. You'd, like, meet someone's aunt, and you'd be like, oh, hey, is this your uncle? Well, no, it's my aunt. Well, she's got short hair and a little bit of a beard, so what do you want from me? Nowadays, you worry about misgendering somebody by accident and them being like you, you're just you're a transphobe now. You're like, oh, okay, I guess, I guess I'm a bigot, and I didn't even know it because I accidentally misgendered you. But I feel like the the pedophilia stuff 
that's always been fucked up, or at least for a right. long time, but we've I, been like. I was just saying that people are are more sensitive today than they for used sure. to be. For sure. So, like, if they want to get a reaction, I mean, that's I mean, that's like low hanging fruit. Yeah. But I feel like people are going to be more reactive. They're going to be more vocal. They're going to take it to so you know what I mean. That's what I was saying. Yeah. So the the internet's like. This is going to seem even more vulgar yeah. because of the state of everybody's sensitivity. It allows something like that poster to go viral. Yeah. And for people In to like post two about seconds. it. Yeah. And then Facebook people share it and they're like, I can't believe how disgusting this is. Cancel Netflix. They had whole campaigns. I saw people saying, you need to cancel Netflix because of this, that, and the other. Mm, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Anyway, my advice, guys, if you're going to watch Cuties, watch it with your pants on, okay? Don't fucking be that weirdo watching cuties with no pants on. I don't care if it's more comfortable. I like watching movies with no pants on myself. In fact, I don't like wearing pants at all. I'm going to put extra clothes on when we watch cuties because that's just, you don't want to fucking look weird. No. <laughs> Have I managed to make you laugh once tonight? Okay. That was that like was a chuckle. Spice. I'm not sure I'm going to count that one. That's like your second degree. I don't know if we can count it the whole way. You know, I got to count that as like half a laugh. That was like a chuckle. You imagine me going and getting my heaviest coat. I have the super heavy, for the listeners, I have a super heavy coat. It's like three coats in one. You can like unzip them to like take off the layers or whatever. But it's great for if you're going outside snowboarding or whatever. It's one of these huge heavy coats for when you're outdoors. Um, Because I used to go camping in the winter and you need that type of thing when it snows and you're in a fucking tent. But I just imagine myself like, you know, gearing up to, to try to watch cuties and give it a fair shake. And like, uh, you know, like I got my long johns and mm. underwear. I can put some Nike shorts on over my jeans and then, uh, you know, like hoodie and then put that huge coat on. Like, all right, I'm ready to watch cuties. I can barely sit. Mm-hmm. Like waddle into the room mm-hmm. like a penguin. I should be on the plunge. That sounds like an appropriate outfit. Yeah. So what would you think if we took a break? Let's do it. Let's take a little break. Right here, I'll drop a commercial in right here and we can we can come back. Let's... Let's go freshen up our drinks. Let's pour some caffeine. We're going to get some coffee. We're going to wake my wife up. Uh, we're going to uh, we're gonna dunk her head. And have you ever seen The Princess Bride when he's he's dunking uh, what's-his-face's fe- in Inigo's face in the water? He's going back and forth between the hot and the cold or whatever. We're going to go do that to my wife. I'm going to go dunk. I'm going to get Andre the Giant to dunk her face in the fucking hot water, the cold water, the hot water, the cold water, and then um, slap around a little bit. Pour some coffee in her. We're going to do it rectally as well. And we will be right back with the last half of Shit Happens When You Party Naked, motherfuckers. That's whack. Every day, we're surrounded by media. Books, movies, art, music, games, apps, podcasts, etc., etc. With this constant bombardment, It's easy to miss great media gems in the chaos. But fret not, you've come to the right place, my friend. I'm Jason, and I love media. I invite you to check out the Mixed Media Forest podcast, the podcast where I trudge through the forests of media to find hidden gems for you, the listener. Every episode of Mixed Media Forest is chock full of fun, reviews, nostalgia, positivity, news, rants, stories, and recommendations about all things media. Again, that's the Mixed Media Forest podcast, created on Anchor Podcasting app 
and available everywhere fine podcasts can be found. Give it a listen. It's what all the cool kids are doing. And we're back, everybody. Make yourself comfortable. I will. Good. I want you to be comfortable. I don't need you to tell me to move it around. I will. Whoa. Uh, like your penis. <laughs> like my penis. Yeah. Just do whatever you want with that thing. Yeah. If it's not in the right spot. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just manhandle it. That's manhandle why they call it that. Biatch. And we're back, everybody. Hola. Hola. Chrissy and I are back. And um, three weeks later, we have uh, we took care of some business during that little break that we had in this episode. We we had to get off our asses. We actually watched the movie Cuties. We did it. We we went and watched the movie so it wouldn't just be like a whole episode of us talking about a thing that we didn't really know about based on what we heard on the internet. We, we fucking went and did it. Mm-hmm. And we're here to tell the tale. Mm-hmm. With this back half, I honestly, uh, what did you, how'd you feel about cuties? Let's dig into this. I mean, I didn't think it was as bad, honestly, as everybody says it is. I did think that it was like, okay, you know, that's a little awkward to be watching. Yeah. Uncomfortable. And I certainly would never want our little lady dancing like that, you know, honestly <laughs> ever, but so, yeah, so certainly not when she's 11. I, I I think that says something for the film though. If we watch this and having a daughter, we think when our daughter is 11, absolutely not do but I, it would didn't I feel want like her. Porn uh, well, me. no, I mean, it wasn't, there, there was no like pornographic nudity of the children i think there was like a panty shot when one of the kids got into a fight and got her pants pulled down or some shit like that so that but but she was shown yeah panties so you saw you saw her panty but actually i will i will defend that because that was like a a crucial moment in the movie because they made fun of her for having these childlike panties and the whole Mm, the the whole point of the film is that they're they're trying to act out and behave in such a way as to like project this adult yeah she was like embarrassed that she was wearing these kid panties which i mean you're 11 you should probably be wearing kid underwear still but you don't need to be dressing like a victoria's secret model at 11 years old Mm -hmm. but the theme of the film I'll, i'll back it up i will say on the record that except for three scenes in the film which Honestly, I don't know why they put in and kind of stand out oddly. Without those three scenes, I think this film would have been perfectly acceptable as a cautionary tale. It's actually a really well-made film, a very well-acted film. And uh, there's it's understandable why the, the young girls in this film behave the way that they do. Mm-hmm. They did build that story. Yeah, they did a very good job laying the groundwork. All of these kids are acting out and they're behaving in attention-seeking manner mm-hmm. because they're not getting the attention at home. Mm-hmm. They come from dysfunctional families. Mm-hmm. And so they're they're trying to get this, whether it's whether it's they're trying to get male behavior via their their really they're too young for this, but they're trying to like project this older persona and this sexual persona. And honestly, that's not there's nothing pornographic about that. There's nothing pedophilic about that. It's young girls who are are trying to behave older than they are, and you get to learn why that's a bad thing. The, the film never condones young children acting in an overly sexualized way. It Actually, by the end of the film, it makes it quite obvious that that behavior is not... I mean, the way the film ends with the, the main character uh, basically realizing at the very end she has this epiphany. She realizes that this 
it's like totally fucked. Mm-hmm. She's like, this is not the way. And her family disapproves of it. Yeah. I mean, and then when they're dancing, everybody in the audience is disapproving. Yeah. So it's, it. And, but but I, I guess what come, came up for me too is like young people do this. Yeah. Like it's not far-fetched. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's uncomfortable, but this is what young people with, you know, even if they even if they have good families, mm-hmm. you know, still might go down this unfortunate path. Yeah. And so it's showing this reality and it's uncomfortable for people, yeah. but just because it's uncomfortable doesn't mean that it shouldn't be made. Well, th- yeah, and I think like I said there was three scenes in the film that were like extended dance scenes that were like they just Uh, It's almost like they didn't belong. They weren't. They could have abbreviated them. Yeah. They could have, like, not. Yeah. Those were the three scenes that were the most uncomfortable. Really, there's a lot of stuff that's kind of uncomfortable in this movie as a coming of age film because you do feel a little bit for these characters. A hallmark of adolescence is that the the young people, the adolescents, try to take on these adult behaviors. They're trying on these new adult roles that are soon going to be their reality. And of course, they're too young for it. But how many of us smoked a cigarette at 12 or 13? I mean, the fact is we all did things during our adolescence to try to project this adult quality because we're trying on this new persona. It's like our metamorphosis from caterpillar into butterfly to you're reference our daughters. More autonomous, more autonomous. Absolutely. And you're and you're you're trying to push boundaries. And these girls in this film had reasons to, like I said, with the weird dysfunctional families, adults, parents being uh, absent and not available emotionally. And so you get the idea that these are like latchkey kids who are left to their own devices and they're acting out in, a, in an attention-seeking way. But there were three scenes in the film and of course, they, these kids form this dance troupe, and part of it is that they're going to be competing uh, in this. Honestly, th- this was weird too. Like, I'm like, who the fuck does this for? Like, adults put on these dance contests for like 11 year olds. I don't think that's 12 year olds. I don't know. It's weird because they're like, you got I adult judges who are like, okay, try. But but then the way the girls are dancing, they're like writhing on the floor. And if I'm the adult, like if I'm the judge at this contest and I've got the, like the 11 year olds come out and they start, they like, but they didn't do that when they were getting judged for the, the final, they weren't dancing as provocatively. They were, yeah. they were dancing and maybe they had some, but they weren't doing like what they were doing in the final. Yeah. The final was definitely worse, yeah. but even, even that, like the tryout thing that the, the main character girl saw through the window was still pretty like they're on their hands and knees and stuff. And I was a little bit like, dude, if I was, if I had to judge that shit, I would be like, I, I'm fucking out. We got to cancel this thing. COVID, whatever excuse, we got to cancel or this fucking thing. they could have just been like, we're not going to move you forward. Yes. I think that would have been a safe bet for them because you could see that these girls were like, they, I mean, it's not like, you know, cutesy little uh, cheerleader stuff is, is all right. Like, but, but I think also it was in like a poor area, you know, these yeah. people probably weren't skilled and it was probably just getting, you know, maybe it was like, Hey, you know, these girls are dancing, getting them involved or something. I mean, it was obviously like a, like throw it together type of thing, but there's a lot of like dance competitions for young people. Yeah, I yeah. I, no, I don't think it's abnormal for like dance competitions and and like I mentioned the cheerleader thing. I think that happens, but this definitely seemed like I don't know, like wrong. it was just like low end. Yeah, like what am I going to say when Evelyn's like, I want to do this dance contest? I'm going to be like, fucking cuties, mm-hmm. fucking cuties. God I would damn. love her to dance. I would love her to dance too. I mean, it's got to be fantastic exercise. It's going to be great uh, way to like 
I don't know, meet other people who are also involved in it, gymnastics, stuff like Confidence that. She wants to do any of that shit. I'm stuff. all about it. But honestly, like watching cuties, honestly, except for those three scenes that are like extended dance scenes where the camera, honestly, in a film, let me just break into my, my film studies degree for a minute and actually use this degree for half a second. But in the film, the camera can be a proxy for a character's eyes. So sometimes the, the camera will show you what they're looking at. And so a character can like check out, I'm doing the finger quotes, a character can check out another character. So sometimes you'll see like a butt shot or a boob shot in a movie or, or like a dude's chest or something like that. And it's obvious that the female character is like looking at this like farmhand and he's glistening and he's out there with the pitchfork or whatever, or he's splitting wood. And you can tell that the camera, even though it's kind of zoomed in on, on his pectorals or something and they're glistening, the, the camera is a proxy for her view. So it's not that the film itself is sexualizing this male character who's out there splitting firewood. You can tell that because it'll show the, the female character like up at the window and she's got her coffee and then it'll cut to the guy she's looking at from far away and then it'll cut closer to him to to zoom in on where exactly on his body she's looking at. That's how the film communicates, not only that she's looking at him, but where on his body is her gaze focused. So the, the camera is a proxy for her gaze. As a viewer, you don't have to feel uncomfortable like you're sexualizing this character because you understand you're only seeing what she's seeing as a, as a means of communicating her mental state at that time. This film does that several times throughout the film, and that's okay because it doesn't feel weird. We understand that we're seeing what the character is seeing, so when she looks at one of her friends or something like that, even though it's kind of a it's a shot of a girl, it's not overly sexualized. The the three scenes in this film that I'm discussing are music video scenes that they filmed that the characters like uploaded to their their like French social media network site or whatever, and. They're the, 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 they're the scenes where a character's not looking. The, 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 the camera is no longer a proxy for a character's view. The camera is now focusing in on like tight shots of these young girls. And this is these are the three scenes that everybody has objected to. And I don't blame them one bit. Honestly, I, I can't see why they included these scenes because they do feel like overt sexualizations of very young girls. And honestly, I would have cut those three scenes out if you remove those three scenes, what you've got is a, actually a really good coming-of-age story about the 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 idea of being a, a stranger in a strange land, a foreigner, uh, speaking another language, or um, an ethnic minority like our main character is, how she struggles to fit in. And she's at this tender age where she's transitioning into adolescence, and she's no longer a child, but she's nowhere near an adult either. You've really got a, a wonderful story if they remove those three scenes that were just weird and uncomfortable. Um, the, the, the base story is really, really well crafted. It's well acted. The mom was, was actually really, really good. Uh, I thought the, the mom whose husband was marrying another chick cause they're like polygamous. I guess that's okay in France because it's not America and whatever we would put our foot down. You're not allowed to marry multiple broads in America. But, um, I mean, do you kind of agree with me with those three scenes? They were a little weird, but the rest of the movie. Did you want my thoughts? I would love it now that I've kind of explained the film theory side. Yeah. I'm sorry, I had to get all that film theory knowledge out because yeah. I'm I'm filled with all this film knowledge and I never get to share. So, you know. What was your question? I'll just go fuck myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, we can probably move on from cuties. It's been a little bit since we watched it, but we did want to. I just felt bad talking about something based on hearsay, because it seems like 
everybody, uh, it seems like everybody's doing that. And Christina, actually, you don't know this. I don't think I mentioned this to you yet, but this is a perfect time to do so. I have a chat. Um, I have a couple of chats filled with other podcasters, but one in particular has several other podcasters, uh, Delvin Cox of the Delvin Cox experience our our good, a good friend of the show, solid dude, uh, Chris Wutzke, Adam Simmons. You guys know those names. If you listen to this show, you know who, who, uh, Chris Wutzke is, you know who Adam Simmons is. Um, there's a Randall Fowler. You guys know who Randall Fowler is. It's just friends of the show. Uh, John Jamingo from the Bullhorn podcast, just a good group of, of just solid people, good people to like network and work with, make episodes with. Uh, you've heard all of those folks on this podcast before. And um, I, I sent the invite out. I said, Hey guys, my wife and I just watched cuties. And with the exception of three scenes, it was actually a really good film. I was surprised at how good of a film this was. Does do any of you guys want to watch it and then come talk to us about? It? I want I want to invite people for this this back half of this episode. Nobody would touch it. Like nobody, they just no. Nah, I heard it was really terrible. I heard it was nasty. I heard it was disgusting. I don't want to look at eleven year olds. And I couldn't talk anybody. I was like, dude, stop being a pussy. It's just a fucking movie. It's not like nobody gets railed. Like just just. Fast forward through the three uncomfortable scenes, but it's a really actually good movie underneath that. Nobody would touch it simply because of what they had seen and read on the internet. And I think, I don't know, that's, I didn't want to, I didn't want to be that dude who just, like, I heard it was bad on the internet and so it must be bad. You know what I mean? Like, I want to, if it's bad, I want to at least know. I want to know that I gave it a chance and I took a shot. How do you feel about that? I'm surprised. I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't but either. I'm with you. I'd rather... I guess all the feedback made me want to watch it and see like what yeah. everybody was all piped up about. But I even saw there was like a lawsuit yeah. against Netflix for airing it. Some someone place in Texas. Was so fucked up. I was like, that's ridiculous. I think. I mean, I, I will. Didn't think it was that bad. I will say uh, uh, to to Texas's credit and whoever filed that lawsuit of the criminal charges, Netflix did a piss poor job marketing this film when they released the the poster for the film like a month before the movie came out it was the girls dressed as they were for their final competition um they were lit as if it was a music video and they were all in provocative poses and the the marketing immediately gave people the wrong impression of what the film was going to be or be about uh, it was hard to tell that it was a a, a movie i thought it might have been like a documentary about um, you know, like honey boo boo type shit where like the little kids are kind of sexualized and put into these pageants or whatever by weird kind of parents. And I thought it might even be like an expose of how like weird adults kind of sexualize little kids in ways like dancing and, and pageantry and stuff like that. But it wasn't, I mean, it turned out, I don't know it. Netflix fucked that up. Netflix really fucked that up. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. I think now if Netflix had been smarter about marketing it and, and sold it for what it was, which is a foreign film that is actually a really good coming of age story that has like three kind of weird, uncomfortable scenes. I don't know. Maybe they made money though. I mean, maybe there were a lot of people like us. Do you think there were a lot of people like us that were like, well, what's the hubbub about? Let's check it out. Yeah, I'm sure. I think that's what, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people, I mean, I never heard, I wouldn't have heard about it. Yeah. I wouldn't have even have wanted to watch if there wasn't so much hubbub. Yeah. So I think people just blew it up. Yeah, but then I heard a um, survey was done, and a lot of people didn't think it was that big of a deal. They thought yeah. it was, it was the pub 
publicity about it was worse than the actual movie was. Yeah. I thought the marketing was way worse. I think it was completely mismarketed, but I think... I got people to watch it, so... Yeah. I mean, you know, they say um, bad publicity is still publicity. There's no such thing as bad publicity, they say. So, I mean, but a lot of people, like, dump their Netflix... In fact, our buddy, friend of the show, actually a, a good listener of the show, Tommy Bush, shout out Tommy, you the man, uh, even though you rooted for Alabama last night, you fuck, um, he... He uh, canceled his Netflix subscription. Mm. He was like, I'm done with you guys if you guys are going to put this cutie shit out. Oh, I bet they had some backlash of that. Yeah. I just feel like if you're going to cancel your subscription over something, shouldn't you know what that thing is? Like, you're not even going to watch. You're just going to go on. Full disclosure, I like to go to Reddit for the conspiracy. I like to the R conspiracy, R slash conspiracy theories. They were all over this two months ago when cuties first came out, when they first announced it. And people were talking about how terrible it is and if you're just going to read what's on a social media network facebook or whatever and then cancel your netflix i would have watched it first at least yeah at least see what you're canceling on i mean some people just take it as face value yeah which i think honestly that becomes a broader issue that we can we can discuss with anything i think politics is a huge one because people hear something and make a decision and they don't really look into it themselves. They don't really either. They, they don't want to take the time to read about it and look into it, or they're just, they don't understand it well enough to just fuck it. I'm going to cancel Netflix just because I read on Facebook that they put up some like cutie shit. And I saw the the poster and admittedly the poster is fucking terrible. So I mean, quit over a poster. Quit over but an I image. think too in today's world and just adults in general, I mean, everybody's so busy that it's kind of like a stereotype. Yeah. You have stereotypes to make life more efficient, even though they're likely incorrect, but they were, you know, they came from somewhere and it helps you to make decisions quickly and move on. Yeah. And so, you know, kind of like with the news and stuff, if you if it's from a trusted source, then you might read it and like, okay, that's enough for me. Yeah. I believe that and I'm just going to quit. You know, that's where a lot of misunderstandings or poor information is shared. But mm. in today's busy world, we all need shortcuts. I think I completely agree with you because it's difficult to be an expert on everything. Yeah. And I think the reason why we have like political represent representatives at various levels of government is because we need to outsource some of that because we just don't have the time and um and really attention to like learn about every single mm-hmm. issue we need to we need to have people Big that snippets. we trust yeah and I, I think the issue is where people go to like who people trust to like outsource their decision making to because you you've got to trust mm-hmm. somebody to do your the research for you and then to to tell you what it is that they found because like you said we're busy like we mm-hmm. can't you and i with the kid and work and everything, we can't, we don't have time to research mm-hmm. every everything. I've got to know which website do I want to trust, which mm-hmm. family member or friend on Facebook do I want to trust? Because, you know, you, you just see stuff. And I feel, I feel like, unfortunately, people do put a lot of stock into something that someone's uncle shared on Facebook. And it's like, I don't know, like that's... But, and that's personal choice. I mean... You know, unfortunately, people believe certain things and may not be credible, but that's up to everybody else who they believe in. Word. You know. 
So don't believe the rumors, people, okay? Shit happens when you party naked is not about pedophilia. We, we as shit happens when you party naked in Team Elmy podcast, happen to think that pedophilia is one of, if not the worst thing on the whole fucking planet, maybe in the whole fucking universe. But we will say that um, the response to cuties is blown out of proportion over a couple of scenes, and Netflix is admittedly piss poor marketing. And... Uh, if you don't like my explanation of our position, then you can kiss my hairy ass, come at me, leave me a DM, email me, whatever you want to do. But we watch cuties, so what? Fuck yourself. Um, what else is going on in life, Christina? Is there anything else? Like, what else has transpired over the course of our break? We fucking, admittedly, this was this was a long break. Usually people take a little break in their podcast to go like refill their drink or whatever. We uh, we literally took like, uh, I don't know, six and a half week break in between these, the first half of this episode and the back half. So a lot of life transpired. The uh, back half of this episode, guys, the latter half of this episode. It's from the mountains and the pictures. It is. Is. That, is, that the, is that the name of the product? That's our new sponsor? Our new sponsor is called Mountain. Liquid death not mountains it's not no it's called liquid death okay <laughs> this is mountain water from the alps right the austrian alps okay they make a uh still the fucking and coolest a product ever i'm still so excited that they're our sponsor i am very excited to make announce cool. yeah this is the first time we've announced them as a sponsor they just came on board which shit happens when you party naked look it is a weird name so for cool. a water it's liquid perfect, death though. but dude honestly you're out there, you're drinking Evian, whatever. I don't care, you bougie bitch. Get on Liquid Death. Go to liquiddeath.com, okay? Check out some of their uh, water. Like I said, we like sparkling water here. I mean, we don't really, we're, we're not alcohol Evelyn drinkers. Likes Evelyn likes sparkling water. Evelyn likes Liquid Death. Liquid mm. Death is like, you know, you're going to walk around like a pussy with a Fiji water bottle because it's got flowers or whatever. I want to send her to daycare with us. I want to send her to daycare with one of these two. These cans are Get sick. Get a t-shirt. First of all, plastic is fucked. Go fuck yourself with that plastic bottle, right? Cans, aluminum specifically, is infinitely recyclable. What I mean is that that can, you recycle it, it becomes another can down the line, and you don't got to worry about fucking up the Alps in Austria, okay? So- uh, Christina, we recycle in this family, right? We do. It's a big deal. Even our daughter recycles. We got a 14 month old and she knows what recycling is and she will help daddy recycle. She, I will literally carry her to the recycling bin while she holds whatever it is that she wants to recycle. And then she will dump it in there and she'll get mad at me if I do it for her. Fact is, uh, cans are better. These cans are sick. They've they got are. like this melty skull on it the vibe is just fucking sick go check the out liquefied skull it's yeah it's like a liquefied skull it's like uh and they're gonna murder your thirst all right that's why it's liquid death you're not gonna die when you drink the shit you're gonna feel great when you drink the shit they've got still if you don't like bubbles they got sparkling if you like bubbles i fucking like bubbles so i go with that black can you know you need that black liquid death can it is fucking sick murder your thirst okay when you go to liquiddeath.com use the code word party naked at checkout, you will save 10% on your order. It's cheaper than taking your ass to that hippie motherfucking store, Whole Foods, and trying to buy it there, okay? Don't go to Whole Foods and spend 20 bucks on a case, okay? Get it online. Use code PARTYNAKED at checkout. You will save 10%. You'll be helping the show. And honestly, you're going to look like a badass when people see you holding this fucking can. They're going to be like, what the hell is that? I want some too. This shit is awesome. They got a, they got a merch store. Look at this. Look at some of this merch, Christina. This is sick shit. 
Um, hydrate or dihydrate. Hydrate or dihydrate, y'all. That's that's just a fucking. Can those? Can people use um, our code on the on the merch? Yeah, hell yeah. Do they have Anything any you buy. Anything you buy, they actually, I fucking think they do have a onesie. Oh my yeah, gosh. Right there. Killer okay. Onesie. So guys, we're going to be, we're going to be getting a liquid death onesie. If you got a young one, like we do, uh, you got to get yourself. 18 months, yeah. 18 months. Perfect. Liquid. Death. Uh, we're just going to add that to cart. Uh, all right. So liquid death onesie for our little one. We're going to send her to daycare wearing the onesie. We're going to send her to daycare with the can of fucking sparkling water with the melty skull on it. Guys, I just want to say, uh, welcome aboard to liquid death. And please uh, go get yourself some water. Don't don't fuck around with this cheap gas station water. If you're drinking Dasani, um, fuck you and your flip flops and your trailer park. I hope the whole thing burns down. If you're a normal human being like us and you want to drink quality water and you want to drink it out of something recyclable like a can, please uh, liquiddeath.com. Go get you some of that out of a can. Drink this water. It is delicious. It's from the Austrian Alps, so you know it's good. All right, it's not some fucking water that came out of the Rio Grande and like filtered through a sombrero or some shit that some uh, fucking indigent shit in. Homeless people are urinating. No, you don't have to worry about any of that. This is good stuff. It's in the Alps. Nobody fucking, there's no homeless people in the Alps that are defecating in this water, okay? So this is good stuff. Check them out. Um, the back half of the show sponsored by them. We thank them very much. We're trying to have a second baby. Yeah, we're trying to have another kid. Uh, if Evelyn's still asleep after we're done with this podcast, we might, uh, might have a go at that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. Bend over, touch your toes. I'm about to show you where the wild goose goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we, we might be having some visitors in December. Oh yeah. I don't, I mean, th- this is still kind of, um, this is still kind of, you know, we haven't really made an announcement yet, but, uh, we, we are going to be taking part in the plunge live stream the plunge podcast in fact let's just go ahead and and talk a little bit about our brothers and sisters in the inner circle podcast uh network we're a part of the inner circle podcast network everybody you guys already know innercirclepn.com to check out all of our shows shows like failing hollywood shows like the hood diner simmons and more podcast honey hit me with the hashtag sam pc Hashtag CNPC. Ah, okay, fine, whatever. It? Yes, you did. You did it right. Look at me. You had some hesitance, but you did it right. Uh, shows like hashtag no offense, HTN NOS, uh, and shows like uh, The Plunge. The Plunge is doing a live stream in December. Every year they do a 24-hour live stream to benefit uh, the cancer kids. It's a good thing. Um, you know, you what it you know, what do you want from them? They, they're, they're raising money for the children and they do it over the course of a 24 hour, uh, live stream. And we're going to be taking part of that. There's going to be several shows that are recording live on the stream. Shit happens when you party naked is one of those shows. Hashtag no offense is one of them shows creatures of the night. My other show is one of them shows. We're going to record an episode of creatures of the night on the 24 hour stream. Um, so you guys be there or you're going to really fucking miss out on a good time. Um, and my cohorts in Creatures of the Night are coming up for that. Uh, so Chris Wutsky, Adam Simmons, they are coming up. Adam is? Uh, the, 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 the feeling is good. Feeling, feeling is good. Yeah, the feeling is good. We're hoping so. That's exciting. Um, 
you know, he's a little bit more cryptic than Chris, who actually bought his tickets and showed me the screenshot. So Chris is coming up, and um, I'm making his ass hibachi. We're going to eat some fucking teppanyaki steak and lobster because it's like $6 up here for a fucking lobster, which is great, and uh, some fried rice. And then we are going to uh, do a little hanging out and recording. We might have uh, Chris on Shit Happens When You Party Naked, like sitting right here. Wouldn't that be nice? Like oh, at this nice. table. That would be just magical for me. Really, because uh, it's been two years since we did that. Mm. Two years ago, Chris traveled up here to visit us for the first time. We went to that Chinese restaurant. We had that god-awful experience where they had zero mm. food, and I kept ordering food, and then the lady would come back to the table and be like, ah, sorry, we no have that. And I'd be like, fuck. And she'd be like, oh, so sorry. And then eventually she was like, ah, you eat air, white boy, and uh, take napkin. You eat napkin, you know, and it was just terrible. It was miserable. We wound up going to McDonald's and even that was pretty bad. Cause it was like midnight. It was after. Did you go to McDonald's? No, we didn't. <laughs> we finally ordered something that, that they, they had. Yeah. They finally like brought us out some fried rice and I think it was just like frozen, like a bag of fried rice. I think somebody like ran out to the local convenience store and just got like a bag of fried rice. It brought us out some soup. It was like ramen. It was like what I ate in college. It was terrible. Oh, what you wouldn't, you couldn't just keep talking while I checked the monitor. I'm I wanted to make sure. sure you had enough to say. I've always got enough to say. I, I don't know. ever have to stop talking. I know. But you did okay. though. I fucking. That was weird. You're weird. Why are you calling me weird? It's my opportunity to speak. Yeah, you did. I mean, I do pause sometimes. I took a breath. Yeah. You, had, you had your chance. <laughs> you would be a good swimmer because you can just. Probably hold your breath for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I would be a good swimmer because I'm I'm short and hairy and I'm I don't look like You're Michael Phelps short. at all. Okay, I'm not short. I'm I'm like normal height, but the I'm hair, not lanky. The hair probably would be a little resistance, I think. I got I look like Jesus. That would be like major I drag. Think, I think swimmers shave. I look like I should be walking on water, not swimming in it. Yeah. Swimmers do shave though. I think yeah, they, they shave do. their legs and everything because um they're that good that that little bit of hair would be resistance. No, it's true. You don't want anything holding you back. Mm -hmm. And I completely appreciate that. As a former bodybuilder who used to shave all his hair, I'm not a foreigner to shaving all of my hair. I'm a foreigner when I go to Chinatown, but I'm not a foreigner to when shaving. it comes to shaving all of my hair. Oh. Chris and I actually thought about, we're, we're actually goofing around. He's got one of those like little Zoom recorders, portable ones. Mm -hmm. And I was like, dude, let's just bring that up oh. when you come. We're going to go record an episode from the fucking... Chinese place oh, okay. so that we can document when they don't have shit to feed us. Mm. Although I think we're going to be in Boston much earlier. He's not flying in late. He's flying in like in the middle of the afternoon. So it doesn't work. You have to fly in late like last time so that they won't have any food left. Yeah, because so when we went there, they were fine. Yeah, exactly. Because we went at a reasonable time. Yeah, they had the food. When Chris and I went to the the Chinese joint, we um, – we went late at night because his flight came in at like 8 or 8.30. By the time I like wrangled him and picked him up and then got our ass to Chinatown, it was like, I don't know, it was pushing 10 o'clock. And this joint is open till like midnight. This is like you a legit. You would think they wouldn't have run out of stuff. You would think they wouldn't have. You'd think a business would have an idea of like how late they're open. Who knows and if they're even still open though amid With the COVID? COVID. Yeah. Amid COVID. Amid COVID. Well, I think you just came up with the title for this episode. I love mm -hmm. shit that rhymes. So uh, that's that's what that is. Um, amid COVID. Amid COVID. Uh, amid COVID. Should be a hashtag. Well, why don't we make it a hashtag? Amid COVID. Amid COVID. There's no reason that shouldn't amid be a COVID hashtag. 2020. I'm actually sure that somebody probably has already made that a hashtag. Let's look up hashtag amid COVID. Well, not how you spelt it. Oh, well, I am 
a little retarded. Amid COVID hashtag on Twitter. I um, mean, yeah, it looks yes. like we got some folks using the amid COVID hashtag. So we're not going to be the progenitors of it, say amid COVID. Although all of these people who are using it are fucking losers. So I don't care about them. They don't look mm-hmm. interesting at all. They don't look funny like us. Now that we look funny, they don't appear to be funny. I'd we rather. are funny is what I meant to say. It's not that we look funny. I do look kind of funny. I've got long hair and a beard. I look like I want to be Jesus. But this is going to pay off at Easter is all I'm saying. I mean, I'm going to get booked for like three different Easter pageants. We're going to make bank Easter I weekend. I cut your hair. I'd rather die of COVID than loneliness. That's odd. Rather die of COVID than loneliness. What about you, honey? Would you rather die of COVID than loneliness? I don't think so. You'd rather die of loneliness than COVID? You got to die one way or the other. Which one is going to be worse? Um, no, I think I'd rather take the COVID. They're com- yeah, because they're saying they're, loneliness they're is just, so lonely. Yeah. I have a um, patient I work with and her mom um, who's in like a home, she's actually developed worsened dementia because of the social is- isolation. Yeah, I honestly... That is that is a huge thing for me about the COVID stuff. It's like it, it is honestly, it's a privilege to be able to hide inside your house. And it is a privilege. Yeah, I mean, for for a lot of people, that's difficult. Like a lot of people are, they have some disability, like you just mentioned, and they they need help. They need help physically. They need help mentally. And they can't just hide out. They, you, you, it's so easy to we tell have somebody. jobs that were able to work remote. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Some people need that. And it's just, it, it really is, it is too bad. I think I'd rather yeah. die of COVID than loneliness yeah. if and I had to choose. And the patient labeled it COVID dementia. So I don't know if that's a thing now. If they're seeing a worsened rate of dementia as as it relates to COVID and the social isolation. Yeah. I know it's so bad for, I mean, it's bad anyways for social isolation, but it's worse for older people. Like that's yeah. like, I've always read that it's so important as we age, especially that we don't isolate ourselves. For I completely impact. agree. Yeah. You uh, need, and let me, let me just, let me just get morbid for half a second. Let's say you're 90. Okay. Neither of us are 90. Thank Jesus. But, uh, hopefully we will be 90 one day. I mean, I'd like to live long enough to be 90. Um, but in a long, 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 long time from now. Uh, but if you're 90, you probably have to be thinking, I mean, Jesus, I'm I'm not even 40 yet and I, I, I'm diabetic. So I think, how much time do I got left? You know what I mean? Like uh, it's, a, it's a sort of a morbid thought, but it creeps in sometimes. And I think, do I got, I mean, am I going to make it to 90? I mean, just having this discussion makes me think like, Come on, I'm not gonna. I'm a diabetic. I'm not gonna make it to 90. But then I'd like to. I, I definitely would like to. But if you're a certain age, you you have to think how much time do I have left? Mm-hmm. You've got. You have to I approach. Know that's coming up from my parents, especially my dad. You have to approach life from that perspective, and I think it can be healthy if you approach life and say, "Look, I may not have a ton of time left." And that's true for all of us. We could go in a car crash tomorrow. We may not have a ton of of time left on the earth. What we need to do is we need to make good use of the time that yeah. we have, which is right now. It's today. Yeah. As you're listening to this, today, text someone, call someone, 
today. You cannot wait till tomorrow because I don't care if you're 30 or if you're 27 or whatever. And you think the average lifespan is 80 something for someone of my health and demographic or whatever. I don't give a fuck because honestly, I've lost friends. I lost friends last year. I lost friends the year before. And people, unfortunately, they die. They pass away. Diseases, illnesses, cancers, alcoholism. I've lost friends to all of them. Car crashes, all of them in the last year and a half, two years. And the fact of the matter is, um, if you're 90, you got to be thinking, how much time do I got left? And is hiding out alone in a nursing home without my family able to visit how I'm going to spend my final days, weeks, months, year, years? I mean, I if I was in the shoes of a 90-year-old right now, I would be kind of pissed off because I'd be like, well, I can't even hang out with my family. And who yeah. knows if this is the last yeah. Halloween I'm going to spend with my family. Yeah, that was really hard for the patient whose mom and she couldn't yeah. see her. It was like so, yeah. so, so hard. Yeah, to me, that's the yeah, biggest really crime sad. of this whole thing. I mean, yeah. I'm all about like wear the mask if you want to wear the mask. Take all the precautions you want to take. But those uh, people in the nursing home are like really vulnerable. Yes, they're extremely vulnerable. But if you have COVID repping through that place. They're, but they're they're vulnerable to other things too. And, and loneliness. Are, but it's a very volatile virus. It is a volatile virus, but but the the question of whether you would die rather of whether you would rather die of COVID or loneliness doesn't there's no assumption where you're just gonna live, especially if you're 90 or 95, because you you're you're coming to the end, if I may be morbid again. You're already at the end. You are going to die one way or the other. Do you want to spend the final time with your friends, your family, your loved ones, or do you want to spend the final time trying to just stretch it out six weeks longer or a year longer? To me, if I'm 90, I'm, I, I don't know. I think I'd, I'd want to roll the dice because I want to spend the time I have That's left with family. That's easy to say, though, when you don't have COVID. That is, and it's easy to say for me too, not being 90. Yeah. I'm and having so if to you get the COVID and then you're dead in a couple of days. I mean, maybe you would have wanted to roll the dice and make it through the pandemic and then have yeah. some healthy days to live. So it's But that's that's presuming that I think that's a presumption that we had in March that the pandemic was going to be relatively short. We would flatten the curve and life would resume normal in relatively short order. But honestly, this thing is going on and on and on. Mm-hmm. I mean it's and but I think you operate with the presumption that I'm not going to die if I get COVID. I do. I do operate yeah. from that presumption, and, so and I might die if I get COVID. Yeah. I have to acknowledge that. Yeah, and so I think there's pres- either way you go. There's you got to you know make presumptions and you got to choose the route that you feel. And so right now I'm lonely. So yeah, having yeah. COVID seems better if I get to see my family. But then maybe I wouldn't think that if I get COVID and then I die. Couple of days later, mm. I'm you know I'm I'm yeah. hooked up to a ventilator, you and have then a very I good have point. my lungs are fucked for up, you know. Yeah. So it's like oh, you have a very good point. It's um, easy when you're okay. It is easy when you're okay. You have a very good point because you you remind us, myself as well as anybody listening, that what Jason we tend to. <laughs> I wasn't going to talk shit. Now I kind of want to talk shit because I feel like that's your expectation that I'm going to say something shitty. But the 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 idea is that you only want what you don't have. So if you're lonely, you want to spend time with your family. Mm -hmm. But if you're sick, you want to be healthy. So -hmm. if you're healthy and lonely, then you're going to say, fuck COVID. I want to see my family. But if you're sick, then you're going to say, ah, you know, why don't you guys hang back for a month? Let me get better. But with with that being said, we, you and I though are making a presumption as well. It's not just me presuming that I would live through COVID. It's also us being relatively young 
that we presume we have many decades of life left to live. Mm -hmm. And we want to be here for our children, Mm -hmm. Evelyn, as well as our future children. We want to spend that time with them. We want to have those years with them. But the fact of the matter is we have to keep in mind that whether it's soon or whether it's many decades from now, all of us are going to die. There's seven and a half billion people on the planet right now. Every single one of them Mm -hmm. is going to be dead Mm -hmm. if we fast forward long enough. That's a weird thought. But the, the, the planet in 100 years is going to be populated by an entirely mm-hmm. new crew of people. Mm-hmm. And everybody that's, everybody that's out there, close and far, is going to be dead in 100 years, 150 years, whatever. The fact of the matter is we cannot behave as if we're going to survive forever. And for us, we, we potentially, we need to keep ourselves healthy because potentially you and I and other people of our age and younger have many decades left to live. However... Mm-hmm. Um, if I am 90, I can't count on decades left to live. You might have a I, decade. You might have a decade and a half. Well, you might, but but how how likely is that? When you're 90, I, I'm, I got to say like, yeah, you might. I mean, geez, my family, um, knock on wood. I mean, this might help counterbalance mm-hmm. the diabetes, mm-hmm. but all of my grandparents, like mm-hmm. my, my dad's dad 13. didn't. But the, the rest of them all made it to like 100. I always say you got to stack the deck. I mean, you can assume Agreed. I'm going to kick Agreed. it tomorrow or I would rather live in a way that balances. I, I want to yes. take advantage of the day, but then I also yeah. want to you know, take care of myself in a way that supports longevity. Okay. You said the magic word, which is balance. That's that's uh, that's all the, the, the point that I want to make is the, the one of there balance. There is a point. <laughs> Like sometimes I usually think there is, but then I listen sometimes back and I'm like, like looking I don't, a needle yeah. in a fucking haystack. Like I'm sure he had a point, but what was it? It's hard to find, figure out. I'm remembering why I don't have you on this podcast anymore. <laughs> I tell everybody, I tell everybody, oh yeah, it's the kid. We're busy work. You know, she's got to watch the kid while I go podcast. No, it's, it's because I, I want to. It's because I want to uh, put you in a sleeper hold. I want to show you exactly how the police choke out minorities. Um, <laughs> but um, tsh, oh, wow, that one didn't hit. Um, the point though is balance. Uh, in all things, I agree with you that we can't behave solely as if we're going to die tomorrow. Otherwise, there's no reason can't to save chips money every day. Jason. Well, there's no reason to put money into a 401k. If you assume that you're going to die tomorrow, why would you save a nest egg? You have to look at your risk and assess it. You have to live for today and tomorrow, and you have to balance the, the those things. Like you have mm-hmm. to, sure, spend a little bit of money on steelbooks today. In fact, that's what we're going to go do next. Anyway. You can spend some money today on steelbooks, but you can't spend it all on steelbooks. You've got to put some away on your 401k. Mm -hmm. With the COVID thing, I kind of agree with you, Christina. You've got to take some measures and some precautions today to stay healthy. We don't want to go try and get COVID. Don't have a bag of chips. I don't know why you want to keep going back to the chips. I didn't have any chips yesterday. Did I have any chips yesterday? They're hanging in the pantry, though. Yes. uh, Yes, I own chips. I own them. I have them, but we I didn't have fucking consume nachos any. yesterday. So don't be acting like you didn't have chips yesterday. Actually, we did have nachos. Didn't we? <laughs> that Fuck. Has sodium Just warning on it. Fucked my whole yeah. <laughs> I've never seen a food with a sodium. Warning. Yeah, I love it. Like, you go to wow. fucking. You go to their website and just real big. It says sodium warning. You're like, holy shit. So is that how a many milligrams point? of sodium did it have? I don't. 
All right, we're gonna have to look it I up. Was I was really curious. Know. It okay. must have. All right, look, we're gonna look up. Nacho, but I was thinking about milk. it, like the the nutrition information is based off of whatever the recipe is, and once you get that recipe to, to restaurants, they never actually follow it. And wow. and so uh, the 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 warning the um, the sodium warning. Indicates that the sodium content of this item is higher than the total daily recommended limit of twenty three. Yes, like who's going to eat that whole thing? First of all, just for our listeners now, because you've completely maligned me, okay, and I've got to worry about what these people think. All right, I don't want anyone hitting the unsubscribe button because of my sodium intake. I. We didn't, we, we split, first of all, we split the fucking nachos and we didn't even eat it all. I threw it wasn't away. Very good. No, it was not, they were not great nachos. I will not want them twice. Full disclosure, it was the Taco Bell nachos party pack, which we purchased in order to eat while we watched a football game because we were weak we in were that moment. We were emotionally eating. We were emotionally eating. We were weak. <laughs> yeah, we were weak. We were um, Alabama was just running up on our booties and we just, you know, we needed something to make it a little bit better and we thought that Taco Bell would do that. And instead, what happened was I ate Taco Bell so that the Bulldogs wouldn't be the only ones to shit the bed last night. But um, Which thankfully you didn't. So how much sodium does it have? I don't, I'm not sure that I want to know. We know it's higher know. than. I know, I'm curious. Fuck. Okay, we know it's higher than 2,300 milligrams. 3620. Wow. Wow. So wow. that's actually considerable. That's 151%. That's actually, wow. it's got all of your sodium for the day plus 50%. 42 grams of fiber, though. Yeah. Thank you, beans. 170% of your vitamin C. And only 30, 13 grams of uh, sugar. So that's that's pretty wonderful, actually. It's shocking. Clo- it so I'm gonna sweet. close this. I'm gonna close this right now. Boom. So um, it looks like you can customize it. I would have customized it. Yeah, you can customize it by adding chipotle sauce, which three adds three hundred calories. Blend. Yeah, this is like dry cheese. But it w- that would have made it better. Like it was so much of that cheese shit, and then uh, well, you could have done more. I wonder if you could do like extra beef. Maybe hit the hit the arrow. Extra. You could have done extra. Oh, chicken. So you could have made it way better. All right. Well, so now I blame now you. Now I know that you. Okay, you blame me. You don't want to blame Taco Bell. You want to blame no. your husband. Yeah, because you didn't. You should have customized. All right, it. I'm, I'm firing you from this podcast. Again. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed. And you this. could have probably add more pico. And Fired. that fucking picture looked yeah. nothing like what we had. No, I agree. It looked Holy nothing shit, like, the like that. But that's that's beautiful. That's fast food in general. I like know. you can complain about fast food because. They're selling it wasn't you something. Even fucking close to that. No, every time you go in, it's, it's not just Taco so Bell's. Any fast food restaurant. Yeah. Have you ever seen a McDonald's commercial? They yeah, show you that double quarter so pounder, good. and you're like, "Oh my god, look at that thing! It's a work yeah. of art." And then you get it, and it's like the cheese yeah. is like half off because and... it's made. Look, it's made by people getting paid eight dollars an hour oh. who are addicted to fucking meth. Okay. It's not made by college graduates, artisans who went to culinary school. All right. That's Adam Simmons, and he makes delicious-looking pizzas. His pizzas look fucking amazing. Maybe he can make us pizza when he's here. I'm going to tell him he's sleeping outside in a fucking tent unless he makes are us Adam, pizza. Are Adam and Chris going to cuddle in the futon? I sure hope so. I want to get a picture of that. Yeah. I mean, it's big enough. They won't it's, touch. Dude, it's... The ball won't touch. Yeah, guys, you think... We're balling. Liquid Death, thank you very much. We got a huge-ass futon. It's it's the size of a queen. It is uh, a queen. It has the... We, we upgraded the mattress. This thing... Chris, Adam, you guys are going to be comfy. Chris already knows he slept on it before. Uh, dude, this thing's fucking comfy. You're not gonna you're not gonna miss a wink of sleep on this thing. I mean, unless 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 Adam just does acid and shrooms the whole time, which is 
always a possibility. Um, he might do that actually. So um, then he would lose some sleep, but otherwise he'll he'll sleep fine up here. Do you have a child? Do you have a child? We do well. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell him to keep the acid and the shrooms in the basement away from the child. No holding the child on shrooms, right? That no that seems like the a child on shrooms. That seems like just a good general rule for for shrooms. That it's, is a, uh, yeah. Don't hold the child. No child. So uh, you'd rather die of of loneliness, and I would rather die of COVID. We've settled that debate. Uh, that feels good. Mm-hmm. Hashtag among COVID. Mid COVID, yeah, because it doesn't rhyme if you say among COVID. No, it's a mid COVID. A mid COVID, yeah, I like it better mid when you COVID. say it like that. I like it much better when you say. Thank that. you. Um, well, guys, that was the motherfucking episode. We are gonna go eat some food that's not Taco Bell. We're gonna go eat something much <laughs> more less nutritious. Than three grams of salt. Yeah, we're gonna go eat something much more nutritious and um, go kiss our baby. Uh, on the forehead and tell her that she will be forbidden from dancing sexually a la cuties. And um, honestly, guys, it's really, it's up to me. Like the dad stays in the picture and the kid grows up. Okay. Right. I mean, isn't that how it's supposed to work? Mm. I'm sticking around. That's, that's what the goal is. I can't eat any more chips because my wife thinks I'm going to die. And if I die, our kid is going to turn into one of these cuties dancers, taking pictures of yeah, vagina bro. and putting them on the fucking internet. We can't you have that it. when you eat chips. That's what happens when I eat Cheetos. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, guys, I'm going to go do 50 push-ups. I'm going to do a run around the block so my wife won't get upset. And if she catches me eating chips again, she's already told me she's going to make me pull my own trigger and fucking throw those chips up. She's going to get, like, honestly, she's going to, like, jump on my back and start trying to gag me while I'm trying to, like, kick her off my back and stuff like that and pour the chips out everywhere. And she's literally going to try to, like, pump my stomach. Like, I'm fucking Rod Stewart and I just drank a gallon of semen. She's going to try to pump yeah. my stomach. Yeah, ew, right? Cheetos sounds way better than a gallon of semen. Like, I don't know anybody who chooses a gallon of semen over a bag of Cheetos. If you do choose a gallon of semen over a bag of Cheetos, hit me up um, <laughs> at Party Naked Pot on all the socials. Check us out. In the meantime, bitches, we'll be back next week or whenever with another fucking episode, bitches. Low voice, I was in the crib when my balls dropped Earthquake when they hit, bro, they split rocks Now my girl's hotter than that summer asphalt If she turn me down, God knows that it's her loss Baby, what's your number? Baby, what's your name? I'm about to head to my house, you should do the same I know you like the way I rap, how I spit game Got you coming back like I'm crack cocaine love the outro i have heard that song so many times that's why i'm like lip syncing to all the words i've heard it so many times and i still love it dom 99 you the man we love you okay i just wanted to make sure that it would sound okay oh no it's gonna no it's gonna sound like you're giving me sass which is what you were doing right yes okay just making sure the whole reason why people love when you're on the podcast is because you bust my balls like better than anybody i want to make sure i was feeling worried other people are like Wow, Jason talks a lot. I don't know how I'm going to get a word in edgewise. 